Being strategic when it comes to content creation often means working smarter, not harder. That's exactly what you can do when you use these tips to get more out of your popular content. By using content that has already performed well, you can double down on what's already working. Keep listening to hear how you can get more out of your popular content. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, food bloggers, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So excited that you are tuning in to today's show, and this is a topic that I absolutely love being able to talk about and think about. Something that I have realized over the last probably year or so is that my superpower, if you will, is coming up with ideas, and one of the ways that I really am strategic with coming up with ideas for content is by looking at the popular content for a site and kind of picking apart why that content is popular in the first place. And that can give me so many ideas of other content that you could create that would be really well received by your audience. But before we dive into today's topic, I'm clearly a little excited to talk about this. I always do a quick introduction and just say welcome to the show if you are new. My name is Madison Wetherill and I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we specialize in custom brands and websites for food bloggers looking to take their business to the next level. And for a lot of the clients that we work with, that means that somewhere along the way, their business has continued to evolve and grow and they've continued to grow into being an expert at what they do, but their website or their brand has sort of fallen behind and doesn't quite match the caliber of what they are presenting or wanting to present to their audience. So if you are ever curious about how we work with clients, you can head over to our website at graceandvinestudios.com and you can click on the services tab to learn more about how we work with clients specifically, what different packages we have and what our timelines are for those. And because we are approaching quarter four in the fall really quickly, we are likely going to be booking for our January 2023 start dates pretty soon. And so if you are interested in starting the new year off with a brand new website and really digging into a branding and website strategy to help you achieve your goals, then we would absolutely love to support you and to chat with you about what this could look like. So as I mentioned, today's topic is all about how you can take your popular content and get more out of it. So there are a couple of things that I mean when I say get more out of your popular content, and we're gonna go through some of those things that can just help you to work smarter, not harder, because when you have content that is already doing well for you, you are really able to maximize the way that it is going to impact your brand and how you're able to use it to continue to grow your food blog. So the first way is to look at how you can be repurposing your content. And this, again, can mean so many different things. But first, 
Think about whether or not you can tweak the recipe and make something similar. You can create variations of a recipe that has already done well on your site. A great example of this is on my food blog. I have many, many muffin recipes and smoothie recipes that I have essentially taken a recipe that has already done well and then I've adjusted some of the ingredients to tweak that and make something new. Now it's not as simple as just taking the exact same recipe and changing out one ingredient, although that can definitely be possible. For example, I have a blueberry muffin recipe that I could easily swap out strawberries instead of blueberries and I could make it a whole new recipe. But what I typically mean when I talk about this example is understanding why your audience likes that recipe in the first place. So for my audience, they like easy smoothie recipes because a lot of them have younger children that they are trying to create a yummy snack for. So changing a smoothie recipe and sharing a different variation is something that does really well for me. You may have a really easy dinner recipe that you can tweak and adjust which protein is being used or substitute a different type of grain or side dish that goes with it. And you could write a new post that way. Another way that you can repurpose this popular content is to take the blog post that you already have and then turn it into social media content. There are so many ways that you can do this nowadays, especially with how popular video and Instagram reels are right now. It is so easy to take a popular post that is already doing well on your website and turn it into sort of viral and popular content on social media. And you can also think about pieces of that blog post that you could turn into social media content as well. So for example, you might have a blog post where you share a tip on making that recipe and you could turn that tip into a reel that you share on Instagram. You could also put together a compilation of multiple recipes that are similar to each other and make that a reel. There's so many different ways that you could turn your blog post content into something that is really easy to pull together because you already have a lot of the pieces, but you're just formatting it and packaging it in a different way for your audience. You could also create a recipe video and then share that on social media and also add it to your blog post, which is a way to stretch that content even further. And you can also look at republishing this popular content to the top of your feed, whether that is resharing it again on social media or actually republishing the blog post to your website so that it comes to the top of your feed and kind of gets some new eyes on it that way. The second way that you can stretch your popular content and get more out of it is by using that popular content for more ideas. And this is what I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode is you are able to look at what's already done well and pull ideas from that. So something to think about is that your popular content that is already doing well on your website tells you two things. One is that your readers already like this content for some reason. And then two, that they are likely searching for it on Google. This may be a little bit different if you are getting a lot of traffic from social media or somewhere else, but for a lot of food bloggers, you have a lot of content that is performing well in organic searches, which means that you are mostly having people come from either Google or Pinterest to that recipe. And that tells you that people are actually searching for whatever the search query is that is bringing them to your site your highest organic traffic to certain posts also tells you what Google considers you to be an expert in. Even if it is just one blog post, it has proven to be a top ranking post. So if you are able to make more content that is similar in topic to that post, it is likely to be favored with Google. So this is a great way to, again, take a concept and make it a little bit broader and see where you can fill in the gaps. So in the example I gave earlier from my food blog, I have seen that Google really favors when I publish recipes that are smoothies and muffins. And so I try to incorporate that into my content calendar. 
as often as I can without, you know, falling back on just having muffin and smoothie recipes for forever. But it's something that I regularly use as part of my content calendar. You can also look at the popular content and see if you can repurpose part of the post in a new blog post. So for example, if there is a marinade or a sauce or some other part of the recipe that you could turn into its own blog post, that's a great way to use something that already exists and has performed well, but to take it and package it up in a different way. One example from my food blog is I have a post for lemon pepper chicken thighs and I am turning that recipe into another blog post where I'm just focusing on the lemon pepper seasoning by itself. It is going to be written in a totally different way than the grilled chicken post was because it's not the actual chicken that is being presented in the blog post, but I'm able to basically use a recipe that already existed, use some photos that already existed. All I had to do was take a couple extra photos of just the seasoning by itself, because I just didn't happen to have that for that recipe. And now I have a whole nother blog post that I'm able to publish from that. And what you will find over time is that the more you can take parts and pieces of the recipes that you've already shared, the easier it becomes to write those blog posts. And they take a lot less time in general than starting completely from scratch with a brand new recipe. The third way to get more out of your popular content is by taking your popular content ideas and topics and turning them into resource blog posts instead. I've talked about this a lot lately on the podcast that when we are able to create resource blog posts that are not just recipes for our readers, we really are able to stand out as an expert in our topic. And this is a great way to easily use ideas that have already performed well, but turn them into more of a how-to blog post. So again, you're going to take ideas from the topics that have already performed well. So look at your top 10 blog posts and then see what types of how-to posts you might be able to create from those. So instead of having a grilled chicken recipe, I may have a post on the best way to grill chicken. It's just a slightly different way of presenting the information. And the goal is not necessarily that somebody is searching for the recipe itself, but they're looking for a way to learn how to create this particular type of food, not necessarily looking for a step-by-step recipe with the ingredients listed out. I mentioned before that I have a lot of really popular smoothie recipes. So I have taken the pain points that someone might have when making a smoothie and turned those into their own blog posts. So things like how to thicken smoothies or how to make a smoothie thinner. You could do something like how to add more veggies to a smoothie. This is a great way, again, to just show that you know what you're talking about. It is one thing to be able to share a finished recipe of something, and it's another thing to be able to teach somebody how to almost create their own recipe because they now understand the concepts and the foundations behind how to make that recipe, not just that they can execute it by looking at your recipe card. Another great way to turn your popular content into a resource is by turning a group of recipes into a roundup or into a series. If you do a series where you're focusing on one topic for a certain amount of blog posts, you can easily turn that into a roundup later when you have completed that series. This is not only going to help you to create those resources, but it's also going to help you to batch your content and to get laser focused as you're talking about one topic in particular. We did this a few months ago on my blog where we did a whole month of just grilling recipes and it was a combination of actual recipes for grilling, how-to tips, posts that focused on tools and tips and tricks for grilling. And then at the end of it, we were able to kind of put them all together in sort of a best of roundup style post. And that was a great way to just completely maximize every single blog post that we were using for that series. 
Now, as a final note for this episode, I want to just really encourage you to get out of your own head a little bit when it comes to thinking about your popular content. This is something that is really hard to do because we are so close to the content and we assume that people have the same knowledge that we have. But as I've mentioned in previous episodes before, this is a conversation that always comes up with our clients as we talk about ways that they can stand up and be an expert for their audience. And one of those ways is recognizing where you have information that your reader may not have. That information that you have, that you know, that is the key to really being able to provide value to your readers in a way that not only supports them and helps them, but it also makes you look like the expert because you're able to help them in that way. So I would really encourage you to just think about the top five or 10 popular posts that you have on your site and really dig into what could I use this post to teach me about my audience? Why would my audience be searching for this post in the first place? What other struggles do they have that I might be able to create content around? Or what other types of recipes could I create that would support them in this same struggle? There are so many different examples that I could give of this, but I really want you to just take a look at your popular content in a way that is kind of a fresh look and a a fresh lens, if you will, and really think about it in this way. How can you take that number one blog post and repurpose it? How can you use that topic to create more ideas for blog posts? And how can you turn that popular recipe into a resource blog post? What are the tips and tricks that you share in that recipe or that someone might need to know in order to make that recipe? And how can you turn that into its own blog post? This is such a fun exercise and it honestly gives you so many ideas that you probably won't even know where to begin. And once you have all of those ideas written down, you can easily go through and do some keyword research, maybe even ask your audience if they're interested in that topic. You can do more of the kind of refining work to figure out which ideas you're actually going to go with and create content for. But this exercise of just creating the ideas will really open up your mind to the possibilities of what your blog could be and hopefully get you to kind of get outside of your own little box that you might be in when it comes to creating specific recipes and content creation. This is just one of my favorite parts of content creation in general. And I hope that this episode was helpful for you to see how you can take content that has already performed well for you and stretch it to the max capacity to really use every ounce of that popularity to your benefit. So I hope that you will take this podcast, spend some time during your next CEO time that you are doing, and really just think through so many ideas that you could get from the content that has already been doing well for you. I would love to hear some of those ideas if you want to share them over with me on Instagram. It's so fun to chat ideas with people and my brain just cannot hold back when it comes to helping people to come up with these types of content ideas. So I hope that you will share that with me over on Instagram at Grace and Vine. And until next week, friends, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.